Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Big Mike's back. How you doing? Silent Ron's back. Hello. The Professor Carl is back. Class is in session. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. most times, every once in a while, Tyler's back. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Brother Bob's back. What's happening? Mike, would you like to read our Bible verse for us? Absolutely. I'll be reading from the ESV version, Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Tonight's topic is self-doubt. I just want to say, for the record, it's on tape. On the wire, all of that. That you're. I'm glad you're not trying to make friends. That's all. Yeah. You know your topic choices and everything is. You're not making any friends, Ron. <laughs> well, just for that, would you like to go first? Uh, no. <laughs> he so, said. He said it like a question, but I know, right? Uh, no, I was hoping I could. That would put it on. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Yep. Well, we talked about this last night at our small group, and I think uh, it's such a huge thing. I know for me is is uh, self doubt, and it goes into my life, and for a long time ran me, like just ran my life, my decisions, everything. So I was the constant people pleaser, and uh, I think I've turned that to where. I'm not just the people pleaser as far as I don't do things to just make anybody happy. I do it to make him happy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's a huge thing. I know for me, because my self doubt was just so overwhelming for me that my wife would be able to tell you that a week before and a week after my birthday, complete and total mess, you know, because it was about who I wasn't getting contacted from mainly my dad, you know, okay. um, and, and stuff like that. Even though I've been blessed through my whole life to have a lot of people who do care about me and do love me. Um, but that was the constant that wasn't there. Like, like I felt like it should have been, you know? And, um, again, I've, you know, said it on here too, you know, about four years ago, the first conference we went to just got it hammered into me by three different, really great pre- preachers, pastors that, um, talking about God's how God loves you, why God loves you, and um, to finally get it. And that's, since that point, completely turned my life around and, and everything. And um, I was talking to somebody last week, and I was talking about one of the things I think that I've always done very, very well is love my wife. Um, and it was something that I thought that's why I was on this earth. I thought God put me here to show my wife because of her upbringing and her life that she deserves to be loved like that. And I didn't realize that I didn't even really love her because I could not in any way, shape, or form love myself. So it took the start and the catalyst being that conference and being able to hear that and why God loved me to realize, first off, that God loved me. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, just like anything else, you know he made you, but at the same time to not feel and understand why is such a detriment to so many people's lives. And it was to mine, you know, for 45 years, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, uh, it, it's just so overwhelming to go through it to, I, I don't want to say be on the other side of it because I still let the devil creep in and get into my, my thoughts in my head to make me feel that unworthiness again or the self-doubt and everything. But unworthiness? Yeah, yeah. I call it. <laughs> as, as, see, if you wouldn't have stopped, you might not have jumped on. Can, but, we, can we just make it the undeserving? Yes, the undeservingness, absolutely. And the self-doubt, that's the biggest thing, you know, is the self-doubt. And, and some people are and some people aren't, but I know I'm my, always my worst critic. So I'm, you know, so I'll always be the first one, um, like before my surgery and how big I was, heavy, that I'm the first one to make a joke. 
you know, somebody else says it, it destroys me on the inside. You even have shirts. Oh, yeah. That were funny. Oh, yeah. yeah Actual size. Yeah. Yep. Um, hard to kidnap. <laughs> you know, That's all of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hard to and it was. It, you know, it was, it, it was one of those things to where if I'm making fun of it, it's me. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else does it. Somebody else from the outside, then it, it destroys you know, and, and it did me. I mean, we've been on family trips. We've been on different things, and that's what it did. But um, that self-doubt always of not being enough, not being good enough is what always was the key there. And so um, to come through and realize that I don't live for anybody on this world. I live for him. I live to serve him. So I had to relearn everything. And one of the things I had to relearn, which was something I never thought I did, would be to love my wife and I couldn't love her because I didn't love myself. And when that finally happened and I was telling this person this last week, I finally realized that I could love my wife more than I ever had before. And I truly, truly did not think that was possible because again, I, I, I felt so successful in that, mm-hmm. um, that it was unbelievable. So sorry. I know I want to, Kind of a rant there. Let's go back to your unworthiness. <laughs> oh, <damn>. Yes, man. <laughs> yes. You know, um, of course, I always say that you know God says we're worthy. Yeah. Because we are. He says He says we're worthy because He's the one who bought us at that bought us back at that price. Yep. But you know, on the flip side of that, that's how that's how Satan wants to make us think. He wants to make us think that we are not worthy enough to absolutely be in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. But God says we are. I mean, you know, no matter how we feel or how deep we are in sin or, you know, how deep we are in whatever it is we're doing, we're worthy because He loves us. You know? Um, And, you know, it comes to self-doubt. I mean, I self-doubt myself all the time, you know? Which sometimes leads to what I call procrastination. Man, if you if you start procrastinating, then you really, really are giving up because mm-hmm. that and that's what the devil wants too. You know, he'll give you that little bit of self doubt, and then you just you know you get to thinking about it, and you're just sitting there and you just ponder on it and you just stew on it and you shut down. You shut yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. shut down, and then then when you turn back around and try to do it, you're like. Well, you know, should I do that or should I not do that? You know, mm-hmm. that's when the, procrast- the procrastination starts. And, you know, when you procrastinate, that means you either have given up or you've gotten lazy because, you know, and that's what, and that's what the devil wants. He wants us to be lazy mm-hmm. in our Christian walk. And if we get lazy in our Christian walk, I mean, we're not glorifying we're not glorifying God at all. Right. I mean, it just uh, we we're like I guess we're just like a big clump of clay just sitting there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know. So hey, that's a good analogy. We're not getting molded. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're not getting molded. You know, and that's what God does. He takes that big clump of clay and he'll start he'll start spinning it, which is our life. And then he'll start putting his hands on it, and he'll start bringing it up into a nice, pretty piece of pottery, shaped just perfect the way he wanted us. And then, ooh, I've about done it. I've about hit that thing. <laughs> I caught myself. And then, boom, we break it in half. Yeah. So what's he got to do? He's got to wet us back down. He's got to put us back in this big old clump. Crush us. us. Yep. <laughs> And then he's got to start over again, you know. And, and and I see I see myself doing that to him a lot, you know. Uh, I'll uh, I'll say something, you know, and I'll be like, "Should I really said that? You know, should I have really put that out there like that?" Right. You know, and 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 it's all truth because I mean, I and I don't hold back, but after I do say it, I'm like, eh. could have handled that a little different, mm-hmm. right? That's what I say but to myself. Could have we handled that a little different, or was that the way God wanted us to handle it? Because, you know, that may have been what they needed at that time, but yet you're thinking in the back of your mind, well, now, 
did I handle that right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He either wants you silent when God wants you to speak, or He wants you saying things that God doesn't want you to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, see, now I was talking to you about it yesterday after church, mm-hmm. you know, because I always, after I say something or talk to somebody or certain individual, individuals, after I'm done talking, I'm like, man, did I go the right path on that? Was that what they needed to hear or should I have went a different angle on this? You know, and it gets me questioning myself and then it gets me to the point where, you know what, I'm not going to say anything anymore because I don't want to push somebody away. Right. And I I think that's the, again, the self-doubt, obviously, and and you're acknowledging that, you know, because you start questioning yourself. But then I feel like you're also doing the right things and the people you surround yourself with and asking. Because as men, we have a real hard time asking for anything. You know what I mean? Correct. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you have the people around you that you trust to say, "Hey, d- did I handle this, you know, the wrong wrong way?" Or yeah. You know, but also, you're looking at your heart too to say, "Where is this coming from?" Because you and I have had the conversations too of this is this is what's on my heart and this is what I'm trying to convey. But did I not convey it that way? And that's what I was talking to Carl about yesterday. Also, I'm like, I don't, I can see it. Yeah. Through other people, but I can't see it for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know where I'm at. I think that's common, though. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's called short sighted. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, that, yeah. that's exactly what it is. You, you, you know, know you, you I always, never you always cut yourself short. Well, yep. here's the thing: I've never really thought of taking care of myself as much as helping the other person. Right. That, that's that's what I do. And and that's what you have to remember too is if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. That it is. That's right. I don't feel like I take care of myself probably like I should, but if I see somebody that needs me or talk or something done or something, I'm in it. Yeah. I dive in. Right. But but I'll say token, you, you I can't see myself. You are getting better at it. And I can only tell you that from my personal experience of before, you wouldn't reach out. You wouldn't talk to others. You would just take it all on yourself. Would you say that he was silent? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, but but now you do. I you try. are reaching out more. Yeah. And again, if you're looking for perfection, I'm sorry, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Because only one person was perfect, and we strive to be that, but we'll never be that. I think that highlights an important contrast, too, because you, Mike, when you started, you mentioned that, you know, what really kind of cut you down was people, like on your birthday, not not paying attention to you. Right. And I think there's, a, there's an important distinction between looking to people for affirmation and looking to people that God's placed in your life for godly counsel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not seeking them for to be affirmed. I think the problem a lot of times is we look we look everywhere for affirmation other than where we should be looking, which is our eternal Father. Right, yeah. And I think that causes more doubt than anything is, is looking to all the wrong places. Yeah, because what do you want to do initially if you've been wronged? Let's circle the wagons and who's on my side. Right. Who's got my back? Who's on yep. my side? You know? And that's what I love, even though sometimes in the moment I may not with this group here, is when I'm looking for that, you'll call me on it. Mm-hmm. And, okay, you, we understand how you feel, but, and sometimes those are some big buts, you know, <laughs> and I'm not saying literally, I'm just saying, you know, but I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, to where it's put that in check, you're, you know. Understand that you feel this way, but you you need to come at it from this angle. You got to think about it from from here, you know. And it's not, and I I don't want to make this sound bad. It's but it's not the che- cheesy. Well, what would Jesus do? It's you know what I mean. It's not that for the lip service of saying that. Right. It's literally, hey, I've had, I've had each of you guys throw out scripture to me. And hey, why don't you look at this? This will this will help this or this you know and things like that to where it's turning that and, and reframing it, if you will, you know, um, to application. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so, so important. 
you know, and everything. Well, I mean, but that that's what you need in your daily walk. You mm -hmm. need people that's going to keep you sharp. Yep. What's he say? Iron sharpening iron. Yep. You know, and, and that's what we need. We've got to keep each other accountable. We've got to keep each other sharp. And, if, you know, and, and I hope that if I ever said something wrong, you know, that you guys would be like, oh, hey, wait a minute. That's not right. Oh, well, oh man. You know, you need, to, you need to correct that. Right. Like, I mean, you know, like last night, I, I shouldn't have I blew up like I did. But, you know, then after I did, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm, of course, I'm getting convicted because there was other, other ladies sitting at that table. Right. You know, and I'm like, I got to apologize to them because that was just wrong. You know, I should not have, I should not have busted in a conversation like that. And again, I feel like you did. I feel like you did the right thing, and any apologies that needed to be made were who you apologized to. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. Because again, in in talking with you on that, that's when you do life together. That's what's what you do. It's the good times and the bad. Exactly. And if you if you don't feel like you can do that, what are we doing? Right. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, because again, you're talking about this here and what we're doing should be an absolute no judgment. Yeah. It should be, it's okay to have a bad day. And like Ronnie said, it's not okay to stay there. Exactly. But, you know, you should be able to vent. You should be able to, if you have something that is just on your heart and you're upset about it, don't get me wrong. Had it gone further, probably would have been a different discussion Absolutely. just because that's what would have been needed. But it wasn't. I didn't feel like there was anything out of place with that. And sometimes, sometimes, you get unexpected visitors at your door. <laughs> right? Right, quiet boy? Yes. <laughs> yes. He thought he was going to skate through the whole thing. Nope. Without saying I knew it wasn't going to get to. <laughs> you want to talk about some self-doubt? Um, no. Apparently here lately, um, the devil or the enemy or God or somebody's wanting to bring up Every little sin I've done since birth, it seems mm -hmm. like. Like, I've, I've thought from when I was a little kid all the way up until today how terrible a person I am, I have been, and all of that. And I know all the verses. I know, you know, we're worthy, but how do you, how do you get over it? How do you feel that? How do you get to that point again? Because mm -hmm. uh, I feel useless. I feel just low. Well, I get it. <laughs> Because it's like when you actually have that self. <clears throat> for me, it's like you know what God wants you to do, and no matter how many times you say no, you end up doing it. Whether you gradually say yes, or He shakes you really hard until you say yes, mm -hmm. right, and puts you on that path. But then when you're on that path, then that's when it starts off as little nerf darts just pinking at you. And then it becomes a regular arrow. And then it's a fiery arrow. And then it's like 30 fiery arrows. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's not from God. Oh, I, 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 yeah. As I said yeah, that, I'm, I'm like, I didn't that. like that I said that. I don't. But in the moment right now, you're searching for what? What is going on? Correct. What's the reason for all this? Who's sending this to me? What is going on? Well, you know? I can put it this way. If you're, if you're thinking about all your past sins and all that you've done, that is absolutely not God. Because, for one thing, when He forgave you, when you accepted Christ as your Savior, when He forgave you, them sins He thinks about no more because He absolutely states that He will throw them in the sea and post a no fishing sign. We're the only ones that fish that. We're the only ones that fish that hole. We're the only ones that bring them sins back up. Mm -hmm. I got right. Yep. The devil makes us go fish them out because he, he puts mm -hmm. it in our heads that oh, don't even like fishing. Dang it! Yeah, <laughs> he, he's like you know the old devil's like you know, remember that sin you done way back when? Oh yeah. Well, you know God does not love you for that. Incorrect. Mm. He does love you because he already forgave you for that. He doesn't remember that anymore. Yeah, that's that self-doubt pushing through with the devil just hammering on it, hammering on it. Is, is you God, remember this? You remember that? Is God using it as a mold? 100%. That's where yeah. I will So is he allowing disagree. it to happen? Yes. We have to remember, no matter what comes into our world, whether we blame Satan for it or not, 
our God is sovereign still. Mm-hmm. He's sovereign over everything, and anything that he allows into your world or into your life, he allows it for a reason, right? Like, it, it's absolutely true. He's not going to harp on us for past sins, but if there's something about our past that we haven't dealt with, or there's some sort of root in our heart that we haven't allowed him to dig up, he will allow that into our life you, to highlight that. If you see what you're saying, you're saying he allows it in. He doesn't bring it back. Mm-hmm. He just allows it. And he has unless forgiven it's an unconfessed but... sin. Unless it's an unconfessed mm-hmm. sin. That's, that's, where, that's where, and that's the only reason I, I mention that is because it's really important yes. to highlight that because I think it's, I think there's a danger in if, if somebody has something in their heart that is unconfessed. Right. I think there are times when we blame the devil for things that God is doing in our life to bring us back to him. Reminds me of that movie. Have you seen uh, Break Every Chain? No. You should watch it. But I'm just saying that, you know, God, God, once he forgives you, he doesn't bring them back. He himself does not. He may allow allow Satan to bring them back to be able to get that sin, bring it full circle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To where you're like, oh, I don't think I did confess that sin. You know? But God is sovereign enough and He loves us enough and He's just, you know, He's not going to He's not gonna double talk to Himself. So, I mean, when He says He throws that sin away and He doesn't post it again, that's just me. And I mean, we'll, we'll just agree to disagree. <laughs> I don't think we're disagreeing. I think, I think it's a context issue because I think we're talking about two different Things I think we're talking about on one side a sin that's been consent that's been confessed and covered, right. and on the other side a sin that hasn't, right. because we do see in the prophets he does bring up unconfessed sins one hundred percent in order does. to get us to confess it so that he can toss it into the sea. Right. Now I'm not saying that applies to you, Tyler. What I'm I'm just saying exactly. that he does allow those things into our heart in order to purify us because he's done it to me. Like what you're experiencing, I've experienced the exact same thing, even for some of the exact same sins, and. I'll, I'll be open and transparent. I was not dealing with those sins. Although I think I was forgiven, I was actively engaging in sin and using His grace as an excuse. But the thing is, and there's, you may have been actively engaging in the same sin that you thought you was forgiven for. See what I'm saying? Yes, 100%. But he had, to, he had to do that to highlight the issue, yes. and he had to take the comfort away. I also don't think I saw the severity of the sin. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did that. I did it again. I did it. Ah, I'll ask for forgiveness. We're going to try to stop. Well, now we're over it. But yet, I don't think I was understanding how bad it could be. You right. know? Bad. I mean, all sin is bad. Like I don't, I you said, know. You'll bring that back to full circle where you will understand what you're doing. Right. Yeah. That I will agree with. What's wrong, Rob? None. I probably got some of those. But I just ain't ready to bring them out on the hair. Mm-hmm. You don't got to yeah. bring them out. You don't yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got to bring them to here. What you're, what you're talking about? All you got to do is I, call have, them. I have a few I still have to work on that I talked oh, about. We all do, brother. Yeah, well. Otherwise, we wouldn't be feeling the devil hitting us with it. Right. And just when I think I can forget it or I feel like I'm past it and he's... And I've taken his forgiveness for it. Like you say, it comes right back around. Mm-hmm. And it only takes a little thing oh, just yeah. to re-spark it. And it takes me six months to get rid of it. Right. <laughs> or longer. Mm-hmm. And then just a little bit. Yep. And it's right back in there. And it's like, get out! <laughs> I, I don't... I. I don't think we do that, though. No. Do, why, why don't we? Like I asked for when we're done here, I want to pray. Like, why don't we pray Satan be gone over each other? Let me ask. Crickets. <laughs> and this would, I think this would, because I don't think we're disagreeing, Bob. I really don't. <laughs> If, Probably not. He hasn't over that yet. I want to, no, no, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page because I don't want the listeners to come away thinking that we were at each other's throats or something because we're not. Because you're at the end of the table. Yeah. You're talking about them bike marks I got on my throat? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. If, if he forgives our sin and casts it into the sea, yes. but we allow the enemy to come in and constantly cause us perpetual guilt, have we truly trusted that he forgives or are we doubting? 
No, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's the doubt of sin. It's the doubt of sin. Yes. The doubt of sin. And I think that's why he allows that to come in. Because if, if we're not trusting him, then we're still allowing, even though the sin's forgiven. But he's not the one bringing it back. He's allowing Satan to bring it back. Right. So he can get rid of it. Right. If it's confessed. Yeah. And that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of yes. talking about is is you're still allowing the sin, even though it's confessed in the sea, to bind you up. Mm-hmm. And the only way he can deal with that is if he highlights that. But that's the one you go think, back and fish for. Yeah. You know, them's the ones we keep pulling sometimes, back up. Sometimes we noodle for them. Uh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm throwing a net. I feel like I'm throwing that out. net. Mm-hmm. Like Peter or like their names, yeah. the disciples fishing. Sometimes that, that, uh, that net's so heavy that we can't even pull it out of the water ourselves. So Satan's like, here, let me help you. Yeah. Let me drag her out of there. Oh, yeah. I'll show you all them sins. But yes, we agree. Yes, that is exactly right. And the reason I bring that up is because I think that's what you're dealing with, Tyler. Yes. Because it's what I was dealing with. Like, I spiraled in that for months. For months dealing with that guilt. This, this feeling right here I can't get rid of. Like an anxiety. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just waiting for the next phone call or the next She's something. Just waiting for something else yeah. to happen instead of moving forward. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Hey, that's called procrastination, brother. I can yeah. tell you yeah. well, that I know that, like on Sunday, um, Ben started reading all those verses and stuff, and then it just I just want to not listen. I want to pull back and go. Oh, now I'm stressed again, mm-hmm. and I feel like again. I think the, you know, I feel like the enemy is just pounding me so hard. It's like he's in me, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's that's why I want to pray. But, well, yeah. and let Can me you? tell you, it, it's one of the things too that you, you made a good decision because you're here. It was a little tough. Yeah, I wanted to stay talking, right? But but you know, I had I mean? to get going. Like we talked about, yeah. you know, show me, you know, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Yeah, right. And you made the decision to be with your friends. You know, the ones that are going to keep you accountable, yes. that are going to pray for you, that are going to be all of these things. Because one day, we're all going to need you to do the same thing. I sent that text earlier, and I think that's. I mean, I was planning on coming here, and then obviously I was at a meeting, and it's, they kept talking, and I could have kept talking longer, but I remember that text that I sent you guys. So I'm like, I I, I gotta go. So earlier, I felt good enough to send the text. Yeah. So I don't. So I'm happy I did that. But yeah. absolutely. Before we continue, and we can pray after the episode too. Do you want to lead us in a prayer, Bob, for what what Tyler was talking about? Sure. Just cast that, that. Cast him out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I mean, he called the disciples to do that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, most gracious Heavenly Father, Father, we just stand before you. Just wow, so humble, Father. Face down in the dirt. Just as far as we can get our face to go. Because, Father, we know that you are sovereign. We know that you love us. Father, I just, man, Father, I just ask that you just you cast Satan out of our lives. Just get rid of him. Father, just we know we know that he's already lost this battle. We know that uh, the war is over, but yet he just keeps continuing to, to bring it on and continuing to bring it. But Father, I just ask that we can just focus on you and just forget about everything else, Father. Just just come to you and just absolutely cuddle in your arms and allow you to just love on us and allow you to just hold us and father just be there for us and and father we just uh, we thank you and praise you for that and father we know that you sent your son to the cross for all them sins that that satan's bringing back up and we know father that when we gave our life to you when we accepted jesus as our savior father we know that uh, we know that them sins was gone but yet we just keep fishing for them and I don't understand why. Sometimes it's just, uh, it allows us to get beat down. But Father, we know that uh, we know that you love us and we know that you can strengthen us. And I just ask, Father, that you just give us that godly strength that you want us to have. Just give us your heart, Father. Give us your attributes. And Father, we just thank you and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, uh, oh, sorry. Well, I was wanting to read something. I don't... It feels like to me that it applies. Well, it feels like to me that this applies. Okay? It may not, but I posted something earlier that says worship gets you through the hardest times in your life because it shifts your focus from the problem to the problem solver. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. With that in mind, 
I want to read what I opened up before we started. Well, can I push pause right there? No, you, you cannot. <laughs> Too bad I am in here. Wow. <laughs> because I, I have this before we... It's about to go to, down. To put the bow on Tyler for a second. I've already made Bob mad. I'm not going <laughs> to... Not gonna push it. <laughs> I don't think he was bad. So, <laughs> Battle Royale. So as of time recording, we had our small group last night. Were you all I need is a yes or no. Did this affect you from coming to small group? No, uh uh-uh. no. Okay. At all. Because our lesson video last night, I thought about you. Like I don't know why. Like, because I'm sure I was in there too in the in the lesson. Oh, oh yeah. But I was just like, you didn't have to agree so fast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, man, transparency, brother. Tyler yeah. needs to see this. Can I could still session. watch it, right? Yeah, you got yeah. the DVD. Check tape. Oh no, that that session's over with. We can't. Find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like blockbuster five dollar <laughs> rental. No, my, <laughs> my wife it. was <laughs> just. We we have some again but, sickness. No, it's, it's just constant. Oh, no. Yeah. No. I just wanted to make sure like that. Because if that was an excuse or a reason not to go, and then that video session happened, like yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's I want to watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. It's pretty phenomenal, Professor. You can thanks, Professor. Class again. No, don't blow my head up. I'm not that smart, <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're not mad at me, Bob. Mm-hmm. You're you're 100 right about everything, Bob. <laughs> 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 now he's backpedaling. Okay. I did not bring my hip boots. Um, I need a shovel to get out of here. It's getting deep in here. Yeah, this isn't digging deeper. I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> Before I read this, I will say it's awesome all day long. You mentioned in your prayer, Bob, to just like be wrapped in your arms like childlike. You know what I mean? That's what I pictured when you said that. All day long, he's had me focused on when, when Jesus tells us to come to him like children. Yeah. And I know there's a, a you know a lot of reasons we could give as to why he says that, but I really think we we grow up and we we gain understanding, but we lose something. We lose some sort of I don't know if innocence is the right word or just. I think we lose the child perspective of it. I think so too. There's just that perfect trust. Go ahead. Mike. No, I was just gonna. I mean, obviously agree with you, but I, I think we lose. You know, they say kids say the darndest things, and it's because they they don't have any fear of not reper, repercussions, but of offending really. And that's something I think that. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, you can go too far the other way in trying Absolutely. to offend, but they're just from the heart. And that's, I think, what we lose out they're, so much. They're raw. That's what yeah. you're saying. They're raw. They yeah. just put it out there how they see it and how they feel. Yeah. Yep. And, that, you know, honestly, that's the way we should be. And that's yeah. what God wants us to be. He wants us to be raw. He wants us to to say what he lays on our hearts. He doesn't want us to filter what he's got to say. Yeah. And, and we do that almost 100% of the time. Yeah. We filter what God puts on our hearts because, like, oh, am I going to offend them guys or am I going to make them mad, you know? And that perfect intrinsic trust, that unquestioning trust. Yeah. We yeah. lose that. Oh, yeah. We start yeah. questioning everything he lays on us. Mm-hmm. And I think really, I mean, if you're anywhere close to where I was, Tyler, that's the issue is the questioning. Can you really forgive this? Yeah. Can you really overlook this? Do you really cast this into the sea? Right. Can you really still love me? Mm-hmm. Can you really still hold me? Can I really still be in the palm of your hand? Have, have any of you guys questions. have any of you guys gone into prayer with it and gone? Well, did it again. Is this the time? Is this the time it's going to be too much? Yeah. Is this the one time too many that it's not going to be forgiven? Yeah. And yeah, you know, there's we've talked about the the you know the scripture and some some say seven times seven and then some say seven times seven hundred. But, it's actually seven times seventy-seven. Right, but, but I mean, you know, it's the equivalent of there's not too many times. Exactly. It's infinity, you know. Infinity. I mean, it's exactly when it comes to God's love and everything. So, but we don't ever do that, mm-hmm. you know. It's we we even question the scripture every time, mm-hmm. you know. We don't take the actual context in, and no, my version says seven times seven. Yeah, you know, and then and it's just like now I'm done with them. Yeah, Ugh. miss the Father's heart. We get yeah. so so wrapped up in the wording of the text that we miss His heart. Yeah, that's so why true. when you read the text, 
get the understanding of it, get the meat and potatoes out of it, man, look for the spiritual side of it also. Because yeah. if, yeah. you if you're not looking for the spiritual aspect of that text or what you're reading, you're missing the whole point. Yep. Mm-hmm. You might as well not even read it. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to read this real briefly when I thought about our topic, doubt. Like this is what he brought me to. It's Mark chapter 4 when he calms the sea. And I love this version of the account. You know, he's just given all these parables, and he wants to go spend some time with just him and his disciples. When they leave, the sea's super calm. Everything's fine, but then this supernatural storm hits. And he's in the back of the boat asleep. And it says, I'm going to start in verse Mark 4, verse 37, And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. So the road, the, the, the weird there, the weird there, the word there for fierce is mega in Greek. It means the same thing in English, mega, huge. Huge. Sorry. <laughs> that was inappropriate, I'm sorry. Jesus himself was in the stern asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? No trust. Doubt. Doubt hit. They saw the storm. They saw the waves. They saw the water filling into the boat. And they lost all trust. And Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still, which is actually the equivalent of Greek of shut up. Mm-hmm. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. Mega. Same word. So from mega storm to mega calm, right? Verse 41, I'm sorry, verse 40. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Do you still not trust? After everything you've seen, do you still not trust me? What's it going to take? And they became very much afraid. Mega. Mega fear. And said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And what I found interesting, I found this today. I knew about the mega. I didn't know about the fear there. When it says that they became very much afraid, it uses a Greek word twice, phobos, two times back to back to define the fear. It's where we get the word phobia. And what it actually means is the sort of terror that causes you to want to flee and run away. And I think what we're being shown here is that they were brought to a decision point. Their doubt brought them to a place that they could either flee because usually when this is used in Scripture, it's in the negative of running away from the will of God. It's, it's very less frequent that you find it used in reverence to his will. And he brings them to a decision point. They can either run away on account of their doubt, or they can trust. They can let their doubt turn into trust, and they can cling to him. And I think that's often why he allows Satan to bring things into our life that we don't like. Yeah. Because sometimes it does cause that mega fear. Let's remember... What Jesus did here, he intentionally caused mega fear. He allowed that. He caused that. He did. And I think he did that to bring them to that decision point that he's trying to bring us to also. Because we, we so often we try to play this half-in, half-out game with him. We're never all in. We keep, Hopscotch. Exactly. We keep one foot in Babylon and one foot in the kingdom and think it's all, think it's all good. The Satan owns the fence. Teetering on that fence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Satan owns the fence. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get us to a decision point where we'll finally surrender all to him and go all in for him. Because if we're all being honest, I don't think any of us at this table could honestly say that in every aspect of the life, we're all in for him. Oh, absolutely not. But he's going to continue working on us until we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got to let him do it and stop running from him. Was, was it Peter, the one he asked to walk out to him? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he had his self doubt. Mm-hmm. Because yes. he started sinking. Yep. Yes. Different occasions, same different, situation. Yes. Yeah. So as soon as he took his eyes same, off of him. Same way. Just like us. I mean, and I honestly think but, that Peter's fear would come from a wave crashing into the side of his leg. I agree. And think about that, too. Peter was there for this situation mm-hmm. that I just read. And then I don't know which came first, which yeah. came second, but he experienced that twice. twice. Both times, the same sort of storm, the same sort of sort of wind, the same sort of waves caused him to doubt and take his eyes off of Jesus yep. and onto the problem. Away from the problem solver and onto the problem. And in both occasions, it caused them to feel like they were sinking. Yes. He repeated it twice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that attitude that, you know, he'll only forgive you one time and then you're done or there's a limit, Peter proves that wrong. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And that's, when you read that, that's what reminded me because I just saw that not too long ago 
where he called him out and he said, if you want to be with me, come to me. And he was doing great mm-hmm. until it took his eyes off of God. That's yep. It. And that's, this yeah. happened first. This one did? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. Thank you. But, you know, uh, when Peter was out on that water, as long as he was focused on Jesus, but, you know, if, if you think about it, there's waves of life that come crashing into us that will take our focus off of God. And that's, that, you know, and that's what strikes fear in our heart. And then once you get the fear in your heart, that's hard to get rid of because that's when all the self-doubt, all the, all the not uh, thinking you're deserving or undeserving or whatever, you know. That, but, but that's, you know, when them waves crash into us, if we can, if we can just not pay attention to them and just stay focused like he wants us to, we can get through them storms. Peter could have probably walked that whole lake if uh, if he hadn't uh, if he hadn't let his focus get taken off Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Just like we can walk our whole life, don't get me wrong. It, it's not going to be an easy walk. Mm-mm. Never is going to be an easy walk. But as long as we're focused on Jesus and focused on God, doesn't matter if it's an easy walk or not. It does not. Because we're not thinking about the, the problems that are in life. All we're thinking about is where we're going. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's pull the needle off the record. Five thoughts. Big Mike, Silent Ron, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Oh. I, I saw this and, and you know, and it. I felt it, so hopefully somebody else will. It says, keep feeding your faith until all your doubts starve to death. I don't know know who can follow that. Right. (laughs) Well, we're going to (laughs) try. We can't all disagree with Ron and Ron. Ditto. (laughs) Mike? Hmm. I'll steal a page from Zach Williams and I'll say self-doubt's a liar. Turn your turn your focus on God and let him show you you know your true worth. Tyler, I think learn you know I'm, I'm sitting here kind of like okay, how do I do this? But I think that's maybe what God's trying to teach me to do myself and not I mean I don't I don't mean not asking you know what I mean? But your Ronnie's way or Bob's way is different probably than my way, you know, so. The action of doing. Yes, you know, coming to God and, and what Ron said, doing, getting into the Word and feeding yourself so it starves that is I'm going to have to learn. Still that? I'm, no, I'm going to have to learn that well, okay. my, myself, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Obviously, I want you, you guys are there for me, but you can't tell me how you. To do it, because God's already telling me how to do it. I just... In my way, it might not work for you. Got to do it. You just got to keep feeding yourself. Which I I haven't. I I have not. I I haven't touched my actual Bible in a week. Mm -hmm. I've done done my my Bible app to keep my number up, Mm -hmm. but that's pointless. That means nothing. (laughs) That means nothing. You know, but just being honest. No, yeah. Oh, don't worry, I'm with you. So, well, um, I'm gonna kind of go off of what we was watching last night. You know, he was talking about uh, not letting the devil have, have a seat at your table. You know, and when when God's sitting there, you know, the devil can just kind of slip in, just sit right down, and you just you know you kind of look over, and it's kind of a nonchalant thing, and he just continues talking to you and eventually he's already stuck at your table and there you are with you your creator the one you need to be focused on but yet you're ignoring your creator because you're talking old boy over here because he's he's because he won't shut up because he won't shut Mm -hmm. up he's whispering sweet nothings in your ear making it sound appeased you know he's, he's trying to make it so pleasing that he's trying to take you away from the person you was actually there to eat supper with 
So my thing is, is you know, focus on the person that's sitting across from you, not beside you. I'm gonna go. <laughs> so I was talking about <clears throat> nerf darts and regular darts and fiery darts. I believe you said arrows, but I just... and, and then fiery arrows. Yeah. I think he said darts. He did say darts. He started with darts. He started with nerf darts. He started out with darts and ended up with fiery arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make me check tape. (laughs) (laughs) Either way. (laughs) I think that's the the tell of the tape. Like when you're focused on him and you're feeding yourself God, they would be nerf darts. Because those don't really hurt. If you have the armor mm. on. Yep. But if you're not, if then, you. then they're fiery arrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you lose, if you take your eyes off of Jesus. Yeah. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I left you for last. Because I would like you to pray us out when you're done with your final thought. Okay. My final thought is, uh, is a question. Who and what do we run to? Who are we running to? I think most of us would say that when there's trouble, when there's trial, when there's spiritual attack, when there's guilt, we run to Him. Man, we sprint to Him. But that's not the real test, I don't think. I think the test is who and what do we run to when we're comfortable, when we're content, when we're satisfied. Because I think, again, if we're being honest, most of us would say, uh, we might leisurely jog to him, maybe. Or stroll. Or stroll. Or just sit down and do nothing. And then we have the audacity to wonder why it is he brings trial and trouble into our life. Right. Because it's the only thing that causes us to run to him like we should have been doing all along. And I think that's, I think that's what a childlike faith looks like. You know, a, a child runs to their good father whether they're happy or sad or scared or content they run to their father's arms but we don't I think we get older and we get understanding and we get quote unquote wise and we run to him when we need him and we push him at a distance when we don't well see when you said that I was like when you said who are we running to right Mm -hmm. the first thing that popped in my head is who are we running from as well mm-hmm. because like you said when there's that doubt and you don't think he can help or whatever for me it feels like if I'm going the opposite direction you know I could be saying I'm running away from him because I don't want to deal with what he's going to put in front of me to bring me back absolutely mm-hmm. and that's where you come to that word Phobos that I mentioned that's the that's the decision point that we're at do we run to him or do we run away from him most people run away most believers run to him when they're scared. Very few among us run to him all the time. Right. And that's where he wants us to be. Oh, absolutely. That's where he wants us to be. You know, it's, it's, and I'll end with this. It's interesting what you brought to the table, Tyler, because today I had a, I had a weird, it didn't last long, but I had a weird experience. I know it was a spiritual attack, and I didn't know at first why he brought it until, until later I, I had more clarity, and now I think I know. But I had that, that fear hit. It was weird. I could just, I could feel it in my head, like it, like there was a warning that it was coming, and then there was this anxiety and that that old fear, that guilt, like you don't belong to him, you're not his. The exact same time that I felt that, I got a notification on my phone, and my friend Pastor Kenneth from Uganda sent me a message, and it was just a scripture verse. While I got that attack, and while I'm running through that in my head, thinking all those fears again, he sends me this: Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm. We need to trust him all the time. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you in humility and in love and in trust. We thank you so much for what you've done for us, for what you're doing for us, for what you will do for us. 
We just pray that you you plant a, a seed within our heart to run to you always, to be drawn to you, to just be wrapped in your arms all the time. We get so distracted with things, the chase for wealth, the chase for affirmation, even ministry can be a distraction from you. And our number one concern should be our relationship with you, to just have that childlike faith restored within our heart, to just light up in your presence. I pray that you would grant that. I pray that you would give that to all of us. Those of us at the table, those listening, fill us with that childlike faith. I don't know why we lose it, but I don't know why we walk away from it. I don't know why I did. I just pray that you would restore it to us. Just restore our relationship with you and our nearness to you and just help us to, to trust and believe that you've cast our sins into the sea and that you don't approach us like, like a taskmaster seeking reasons to discard us, that you're a good, good father and that you created us to be your children, mm-hmm. forever your children. Just help us to embrace that and to live that and to let that light shine to those walking in darkness to show them what they can have too. I just thank you so much for all that you do. I pray that you would guide us and direct us. I pray that you would just let us walk in your presence always and feel that, feel that presence. Cast out the enemy. Wage war over us, mighty warrior. Win the battle for us, because we can't. And I ask you to forgive us for even trying. Just give you all the credit, all the praise, and all the glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time, you can catch us on the flip side. Welcome, Michael's ministry. Catch on the flip side.